Good morning, church. My name is Amy, and I'm here today with just a few announcements for you. At this time, if you have a prayer request, you can select the chat option at the bottom of your screen and put your prayer requests in the chat, and you can make them public by selecting everyone in the dropdown, or if you want to keep them private, please select the dropdown and select Bo, and he'll get that message directly to him. Also, if you're on site at the Genesis parking lot today, you can also go to the Genesis website and submit a prayer request there. At this time, it's time for our virtual green card poll. So Bo will bring that up here in a moment. And we wanna hear from you. If you're interested in joining a group, being on our email list, or you just wanna to talk to a pastor, or if you wanna be intentionally discipled, um, please mark those. And note, you can choose several items on the poll if you're interested. And again, if you're on site in the parking lot today, you can also go to the Genesis website and there's the green card on the homepage there for you to fill out as well. Um, we're also continuing with the Lighthouse and Oakland County food distribution. That's happening twice a month and serving the Royal Oak, Ferndale, and Oak Park families in need. And the process is a contactless drop-off. So if you're interested in volunteering, please sign up through the email blast or Facebook through the Sign Up Genius link. And the 20, 2021 budget has been released for review and our approval and pledge process will start the 18th. So stay tuned for that. And finally, we have our crew boxes of love. Um, the boxes of love outreach is an annual opportunity to help provide Thanksgiving meals and the hope to Jesus to intercity families. Um, in the past, obviously this big uh, undertaking has taken 200 volunteers, um, which to, to help come pack and prepare donated boxes and distribute them. And since it's not possible this year, um, but families are definitely still in need of this, we're asking you to consider giving $40 and this will cover the purchase of a gift card and the cost of the turkey for inner city families. And um, these families will be able to purchase their own groceries from Aldi. And so we ask that you please consider to bless a family um, with a box of love through crew. Um, there are two ways to donate and I can drop the info unless Maddie's on too and she can drop that in there. I'll drop that in the chat. Um, there are two ways to give the $40 donation. There's a link in the e-blast, or you can make a payable um, to crew. And I think those are all my announcements. Well, good morning again, and Amy, thank you for those uh, announcements. So we've been inviting people to host fires. Oh, the, the kids, uh, if you're here and You'd like to come with Nikki and their team. They're going to social distance. So the kids are released here in the parking lot. They got space for you. They're creating here to get the mask. They can do so. So we love them to participate in that. But uh, we've been hosting or trying to encourage backyard fires, right, uh, to do fire pits. And, and last week, we threw out a couple questions, right? What's the bravest thing you've ever done? And the other one was, what's the silliest thing you've ever done? If you're talking with kids or if you're with a group of adults and you want to answer this incredibly personal question, what's the dumbest thing you've ever done? Um, and, and if you're like me, you, you, the list continues to increase as I give time to that, right, to think about it. <laughs> those are great questions, but I wanted to pose some more. And so the questions, if you've already used those questions, and I think just having good questions is always good. So the questions for even in our connection time today to get to know each other and to do so, and you may have an answer to this. When you were younger, what's a dream that you had or a life goal that you set? So that could be the first one. Two, um, which ones have you, have you set down and said, you know what? I no longer dream about that. 
and what are the dreams you still hold of? And so if you um, would like to answer one of those questions as a way of just connecting with one another and with fun questions, when you were younger, what's a dream or life goal that you set? Which ones have you let go of and what dreams are you still holding on to? And so if somebody would like to answer that who's here live, come on up, just step on up and I'll give you this microphone. If somebody here on, on our Zoom thing is there, just type your name in and we'll unmute you or you can just fill in your answer on there. I remember saying that um, I had a dream of being a professional wrestler uh, at, at one time. Um, I'm still pursuing that. Um, <laughs> You know, genetics didn't really play their hand in that, you know, if, you know, um, for being the professional wrestling. But when I was in college, they did a, they did a uh, fundraiser where you would create these professional wrestling teams and they brought in a ring and you created your name and your costumes and you rehearsed the moves. Um, I'm, we weren't the professionals, so we had to rehearse, right? So I got to, when I was a freshman in college, to be a part of a tag team wrestling group. So that dream was fulfilled. <laughs> no. Michelle Miller wanted to play shortstop for the Cubs. Oh, Michelle wanted to play shortstop. That's a, that's a, that is an awesome one. It didn't work out. And then Daniel Budtry said after watching Jean-Claude, was that, oh, Jean-Claude Killing win three gold medals in skiing, I dreamed of doing that. I've never skied to this day. <laughs> Dan, I first thought it was Jean-Claude Van Damme that you were going to mention in there. And so you mentioned a very skilled person, and I thought of Jean-Claude Van Damme, who is a very skilled and awesome person. Hence your dream of being a wrestler. Hence of being my wrestler. And if you've never seen that one movie that Jean-Claude uh, was with, I think it's called JL, Jean JVD, I think is what it is. An awesome movie. <laughs> what was your wrestling name? I, you know what? I think we were called the, um, the California Boys Cal or California Dreaming. Mike asked what our wrestling name was. I still wish I could find the... But you were from Missouri. I, I was from Missouri, yes. And I was with a group of guys, and we were the California Dreamers. Because the one of the guys on my team was from California. Token California. So, well, if you get a chance to do a fire, those kinds of questions are just wondering questions, right? And some of those are really intimate. We're like, hey, when you were younger, what were you dreaming about? What goals did you set? Which ones did you put down? Again, some of those are silly, right? But which ones are you still holding on to? That's an incredibly intimate question, right? And so if you get the opportunity to have that, I pray that you would wander into the lives of people because that, that, that question is about hopes, right? Hopes and dreams. And I think it's beautiful for us to be curious about the hopes and dreams of others. That's an act of love, right? And so may your curiosity be prompted of the hopes and dreams of others, the hopes and dreams of your neighbors, the hopes and dreams of your kids, the hopes and dreams of your brothers and sisters and parents, the hopes and dreams, right? That's a beautiful thing. So may your curiosity be prompted. Hey, thanks for sharing into the, that Anasha that's still holding on to writing a children's book. Beautiful, Nasha. May it be. May that inspiration come, right? I love it. Okay, we're going to, there's, uh, I think we're still kind of stuck in this, like, we say we're going to take our offering, but there's, it's, it's really, we're, we're talking about there's an offering. If you want to give to it, you can, <laughs> right? And it's digital. If you're here in the parking lot, we do have the brown, we have our box set up. Yep. Right here. Nate has set it up here by there. So if at any time you wanted to, 
if you brought a gift in that that you want to put in there for that. And so we also know that things are being done digitally uh, these days. And for those of you who have those digital practices of giving and that consistent pattern, I know that's going to be one of the things we're talking about that um, Amy brought up. Uh, um, not so much a pledge of amount, but we're trying to encourage our community to consistent giving and, and the commitment to saying, yeah, I could, I could, I'll consistently give over this year. That doesn't mean it has to be the, the amount, but a regular pattern. We know a number you already do that just as your practice of uh, the, the, the pattern of tithing, right? And I know maybe even a number of us desire that practice in our lives. So we're going to invite people to make these commitments towards, towards the regular or consistent sort of monthly giving. And that way, that will just help us as we continue to forge our budget and move forward with what we're trying to do um, as a church and the good work that we believe that God's inviting us into. It will just kind of help us to stay on course with that. As all over the world, we know that it is crazy times, but the word we continue to hear from God is one of abundance. Now, that abundance doesn't mean that, like, oh, Rolls Royces and jets and that kind of stuff is right. No, it's the abundance that even if we have little, we have enough. Right? That's abundance. And even if we have little, there's not only enough for us, but there's enough for others. That we have a God who knows how to meet these needs and, and, and things in very unique ways. And so that's who our God is. And so the ways that maybe those needs and desires have been met in the past, we believe that God is abundantly and good and can meet those in, in miraculous, spectacular, and unique ways. So we're sort of counting on that. We're believing in that and optimistic for that and dreaming into this future for the God of abundance to meet all of, all of the needs. Amen? So let me give thanks and, and pray. So, Father, we praise you that you are the God of abundance. And for the very present and visible needs that are represented here and on Zoom, the physical needs, the emotional needs, the financial needs, the relational needs, you're the God of abundance. And you're good and nothing is impossible for you. We pray your goodness and your kingdom would come. We pray your hope, God, of your goodness and your unfailing love pursuing us would anchor us into your promises that you don't leave us, reject us, and you have us. God, give us eyes to see your good spreading in this world and open our hearts, God, to be courageous, to be generous like you towards those that we see towards what you've given us, towards the marginalized. Have mercy, Lord. We pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Here we go. And the sun has popped out here. You can kind of see. Everybody else is in the sun. It's, it's, it's blinding them, but I think they're enjoying the warmth of it because it is a little cool. Um, out in it. And so we, last week I talked about our values and one of our values, everyone is a masterpiece was the value, right? And, and we live, this is how we function as a church. These are things that our community a number of years ago said, this is who we are. This is what we live. And so I wanted to encourage another value today. But uh, a, few, a few weeks ago, I was 
with a friend watching this a conference. It was a live stream conference. It's called Story. And in that, um, there was a, an artist and a poet. Her name was Morgan Harper Nichols. I'm not familiar with Morgan Harper Nichols, but she's a pretty famous poet. If you haven't um, seen her work and stuff, she's worth following. Right, if you're into, you know, to just her, her, her poetry is beautiful. And, and Morgan said this, because she's an artist, um, she was a musician, and she began to write poetry. And she started, uh, people would share her, their stories with her, and she would create art for them. A piece that would be around their story, just for them. Uh, and she said in this, she said, starting small and allowing the smallness to have its place and its power is uh, what she was learning about how to start small and allowing the smallness to have its place and power. And so I loved that. And it was kind of that question, how comfortable am I with smallness? And am I allowed to, have to let smallness have its place and its power? Because when I think usually when we talk about things that are small, we're always trying to think about how to make it bigger, <laughs> right? Whatever it is that's small, we're like, well, how do I increase it? And, and, and her encouragement was like, with small things, how do you allow them to have their place and their power? Can you let that question just kind of be with you for a second? And as you do that, here's one of Morgan's poems. The sun is still shining, the wind is still blowing, and out in the wild you are growing. Days may go by without change you can feel, but what's happening here is most certainly real. You are becoming what you were meant to become, out in the wild in the arms of the sun. Beautiful, right? What is happening is certainly real, right? And we are becoming as God intended. So, but in that becoming, there's always a start of small becomings, right? And are you comfortable with the small? The small beginnings, the small starts. So I've got a value that I wanted to share. And I think this value, when we, when we can hold it and say, oh, we can start small with this value, it's something we can be like, yes, yes, yes. And so the value that I wanted to talk about was the value of hearing and doing. And for me, this is always about starting small. The little whispers, the little things that seem insignificant, to hear them from God and then to act upon them. They're small things, but are you willing to allow the small things to have their power in God? Here's the value of the hearing and doing. I love this language. This is the hearing, doing, and value. At the heart of following Jesus is hearing his words and then acting on them. We believe that is our birthright, to hear from our good Father, and that life is more adventurous and robust when we say yes and respond to what we hear. And again, it's more adventurous and robust, but those are small things so often. And we live in the small things and responding to the smallness of this. This value is based upon Jesus' teachings that, that say things like, hey, the wise person who hears what I say and puts it into practice. Jesus who said, hey, why do you call me Lord and not do what I say? <laughs> you know, um, the, the foolish man is the person who looks into the mirror and forget what he looks like. right? And so that's what the hearing and doing is. 
for us, hearing and doing is sort of the, 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 the bedrock of discipleship. And so to hear what God is whispering to us, to hear from Jesus and to act upon it, a simple value, but it's so good. And it's saying, this is how we want to live. But this value is lived in little small moments. And are you comfortable with the small moments? And do you understand that this smallness has power? Do you understand the power of the small? John the Baptist is, I love John the Baptist. And John the Baptist's disciples were coming to him and they were asking, because John was kind of a big deal. He was, um, he was a person right, born at the same time as Jesus, right? He was a relative of Jesus, and it said that his whole role was to prepare the way for Jesus. But John had a pretty big gathering of people. Some believe that John was actually more famous than Jesus in his day, right? If that's even, it sounds interesting to you. But John's, um, when Jesus stepped into the light, right, into his ministry, people were, John's crowd was beginning to get a little smaller, and John's disciples got a little weirded out by it. And they're like, John, everybody's going to Jesus. What's happening here? You're, you're losing your influence. And, and John, John's response is beautiful because um, so many of us have an uncomfortability with smallness. But John understood this. And so he answered his disciples. He said, a person can receive. This is in John 3, 27 to 30. This is, this is something for me that I'm trying to live and anchor into my soul. This first part in all of it, a person can receive only what is given him, or given them, I'm sorry, from heaven. A person can only receive what's given them from heaven. That means from God. You yourselves can testify that I said, I'm not the Messiah, but I'm a sin ahead, ahead of him. So John said, no, I'm, I'm not the one you've been waiting for, right? That's Jesus. And then he goes, to, he shares this beautiful, beautiful analogy. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine. It is now complete. He must become greater. I must become less. So a number of things in here from John that are beautiful, right? I mean, the, the one is John's saying, hey, I, I'm not the Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah. He says, um, the attendant to the, to, to the bridegroom um, just gets so excited when he hears his voice. And my joy is made complete. Now, do you understand the analogy that Jesus is using here? Jesus is the bridegroom. Do you know who the bride is? It's his church. This is beautiful, right? This is an analogy. These are like so many of the analogies we look at into the scriptures. The church is the bride. Jesus is the bridegroom. John is saying, hey, and I'm the attendant, and I, my joy is made full by hearing his voice. Beautiful. And so in that, but yet in John's last words here, Jesus must become greater, I must become less. See, John was comfortable with small, but he knew the power of it. I was... Um, uh, this last week was a Jewish holiday, and my family, Carmel, myself, Harvest, we celebrate um, the holiday of Sukkot to build a tent, all this kind of stuff. I'm not Jewish. If you want to know more about that, I'll tell you why I do it, and it's just fun, right? So I built the tent, um, but Harvest, my five-year-old, 
and our five-year-old neighbor, Christian, and I were sitting in the tent. I think it was on Tuesday night. And I had one of my camp chairs out. And on my camp chair, it says King Camp. It, that's just what the name of it is. And I'm joking with these two five-year-old boys. And, you know, they're both in kindergarten or transitional kindergarten. And they're learning to read or trying to read. And so I always spell out things for them. And I'm like, look, this says King Camp. And I'm like, boys, you know who the king is? That's me. This is my chair. Don't sit in it, right? Christian, my next-door neighbor, little boy five, he says, no, only God's, God is king. And I'm like, whoa. Right? Small things having power. This is a five-year-old, right? It, my, my neighbor who just proclaimed the greatest truth, maybe in the universe, God is only king. He has power. Boy, I received that, right? I understood the power of that statement and affirmed him, right? And just blessed him and saying, wow, Christian, that comes, that is the biggest whiz. That, that is, wow, how did you know that? That comes from God. That's the same thing that Jesus did with Peter when he said, Peter, when, you, when, when Peter said that Jesus was the Messiah, was like, whoa, that comes from God. God taught you that. It's the power of small things. And I received that power. But then God was encouraging me because I'm creating this tent and creating these small patterns for these boys to remember that God takes care of us and to be thankful and that God is good, right? These small things that have great power. Are you comfortable with small things? When we've been talking about hosting backyard fires, right, and conversations, those are small things. Those are small crowds. It seems like everything during this time, well, it's, it seems like the world has gotten kind of bigger where we can communicate with each other with a global pandemic, but yet things have gotten smaller where our footprint is smaller and we're only pulling in smaller amounts of people around us. And so the fires are an example of that. Small things, a couple of people around it, a couple of people in your backyard, maybe you're opening your house to people, it's to a couple of people. But are you okay with that smallness and receive the power of that? The power of hearing someone's story. The power of a, of a curious question and truly caring. It's beautiful to hear and to do in the small things. Hearing and doing. We, um, we're encouraging some really simple hearing and doing kinds of things over this month. Yesterday, for those who came out to the pumpkin painting, it was, an, it was one, a beautiful day. It was awesome. It was great. My family wasn't able to come, but I took some home and we painted them. Harvest made goblins, and, and I painted a cat. It was pretty good. But we, um, we gave out and, and we tried to equip with these little, we call them boo, boo blessing bags. And so for those of you on Zoom, if you're interested in grabbing these, we're going we're gonna to have these. Probably, we'll probably try to put some some place. We'll actually maybe even send out the notes of this so that you can do this. But um, we're inviting people to fill up these little bags with candy, right, and load them up. Write a little note upon them, and this little there's little instructions on here. You fill them with goody, goodies, and you put a little blue blessing on there. You can write a note just saying, handwritten note, just saying, and may, may God bless you, or hope you're doing okay during this from a neighbor, right? Or maybe even put your name on it. But we want to... We want to encourage everybody in the church to do this. 
and to maybe gather somebody from your family or to invite a friend or a neighbor to join you and to walk through your neighborhood and put those on doorsteps, right? Pretty simple. But before you head out, we want you to pray this simple prayer. God, who should we give these to? Holy Spirit, who should we give these to? So here, I wanna, I'm going to do a little experiment. Not experiment. This is actually real life, so this is an experiment. So I want to invite everybody here and on Zoom to, to think about your neighborhood, think about your street, or think about your work, and ask this question. Lord, bring one person to mind that I should give a bag to. Sound, sound good? So ask that in your head. I'm going to say it out loud. Lord, bring a person to our mind. Let their face, their name, the house pop into our head that we should give a bag to. Okay, did everybody do it? So raise your hand if you have a, a face, a neighbor, or um, a relative, a family member. Raise your hand if they came into your mind. And, and, and on Zoom as well, because I'm not going to move on until every hand is raised. <laughs> so you can lie if you want. That's the only way we're going to move on. We have about 30% on Zoom. 30% on Zoom, I've been told by Nate. Um, better show your hands, people. Okay. I'm not moving on until every hand is raised. Because you've got a name, you've got an idea, and say, God, bring a person, right? Bring a person to our mind, a neighbor, right, who we can give it back to. God, bring that to the mind. However we get there. All right, amen. So, okay, so you know what's so interesting about what we just did there? Now, this is not about the church telling you to take a bag of candy and give it to a neighbor. Regardless of how you got the person's name in your head, we ask God to bring it there. And so now it's a hearing and doing thing. Do you know that when the, the early disciples were trying to pick, this was after Jesus rose from the dead, after they were trying to pick one more disciple to make it 12, do you know how they came up with that decision? They said they casted lots. That's rolling dice. So was that not godly? So the one that... that, that was chosen by the lots as like drawing the short straw, right? And they said, this was the one that God has. That's hearing and doing. So what we've just done is a discipleship thing right there. That's about hearing. God, who should I give one of these to? And when God brought a face to your mind, a name to your mind, a house to your mind, for you to act on it is about you taking the small and allowing to be powerful in God's hands. And so, so that's, not, that's not it. So when you take the candy and you walk around, we actually want you to uh, do a prayer walk and pray for your neighbors. And we've, we've even written out some prayers that you could imitate. And their prayers just like, God, bless our neighbors and provide for them. God, bless our neighbors and protect them. Right? That can be really simple. These are simple so that if you've got a four-year-old or a three-year-old with you, they could imitate and copy what you said. Or if you've got a 60-year-old with you who's never prayed out loud, they could imitate and copy what you've just said. If your prayers are too awesome, you can intimidate whoever's with you, and they won't be able to understand the powerful, the small. Right? Because we've made it too big, we've made it too awesome, and nobody will be able to imitate it. If you're, a, if you're a parent and you do have a kid with you, a child in your house, 
I, I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to do this with your kids, to take them outside, to fill the bags, to, and then to say, Lord, show us who to give these to. And allow your kids, if they can't even speak, to point to a house. If they can talk, let them pick. And then move on it, because that is us taking the small of hearing and then do it. Do you understand the power of the small? This is this small value lived out in a very simple way. And yet we have all these opportunities to do that. If you don't have kids, bring your group with you or take a neighbor and create a little moment and ask, God, show us. Michael Frederick, grab your daughter. God, show us who to give these to. And, and do you know what? what whatever, whatever the answer is, you know it's not wrong. This is one of those things where you're going to get the answer right. Just by wanting to hear from our God who loves our neighbors and act on it. That's the power of the small. So we've got these over, we've got these over on the wicker basket over there. And if you haven't got one, we want everybody to take one so that we can live into the power of the small by embracing this value of hearing and doing. And we're going to have it, yeah, we'll have a bin out here for anybody on Zoom. We'll highlight those um, that are going. That, that, that is the power of small. May you be encouraged um, in your hearing and doing to have a practice of longing for the God, for God to speak in. Jesus said that those who hear will hear more. So I believe me, when you begin to ask those things, God, what are you saying? Creating space for that. He knows, God knows how to teach us. God is good. He gives us the spirit of God to teach us. So may we live into this value. May you understand the power of small. And if you're feeling small, may you be encouraged today. And may God show you the power of the small thing. When a snowball can turn into an avalanche, it's only because of this miraculous work of God, right? God is the one who will multiply, making a snowball into the avalanche. That's what God did when he multiplied food and loaves, the bread of a little boy. And may we be able to see God do that as well. So let me pray. God, we praise you. You are to become more, Jesus. You are to expand your glory, God, your goodness, your presence is to be seen and praised and echoed all over the earth. And may we understand the power of the small, we're to become less, so you'd become more. And so, God, whatever the whisper is that you say to us, the neighbors that you show us, the words of encouragement you give us, may we understand the, the power of those. Trust you as we hear those and give those away. favor us, God, continuing to hear from you, to know your love, your affirmation, your goodness, to hear your voice, and to walk it upon it. It is our joy to hear the voice of the bridegroom. Oh, Lord, may we hear it. May we hear it. Speak so much more clearly, Lord, to my brothers and sisters here today. We pray this, God, in your good, good, good Good name, the name of Jesus. Amen. I know about the fire. Oh, thank you, Nate. So, so good to be with you. Um, Zoom, folks, we're going to um, allow you to continue to feel free to, to um, we'll allow you to be able to unmute yourselves. And if you want to stick around and, and, and chit chat, 
and talk to each other and, and that as well. Um, do so. And the people that are here, feel free to do as well. We've got a big, big stack of firewood over here. This stack of firewood is for those who are like, yeah, I've been thinking about hosting a fire. I do have a fire pit, but I'm not even sure what to do. This stack of wood is here. It is for you. If you've got a neighbor with a fire pit who needs wood, we want to take it. If you have a fire pit and need wood, it's there. It is seasoned. It is good. It is ready to go. Take as much firewood as you want. If it goes, we will get more. But for the sake of burning, if you don't know how to start a fire, get Norm Seeloff's cell phone number. Norm would be happy to come over to your house and start the fire for you. Again, make sure your fire pit is at least 10 feet away from your house because Norm will probably build the biggest fire you've ever seen. But um, the firewood is here for you. Please grab this wood. If this is what's hindering you from, from doing it, um, grab the wood that's there. And if you're here, please take some firewood with you um, if you have a fire pit and you're looking to do it. Hey, God bless you guys. Nate, do you got anything that you want to say in the dismissed? Hey, uh, go, go in peace and may, may God bless you guys. Uh, um, and may even in our smallness, when we know that the Lord is so grand, he looks down upon us and he loves us. Isn't that the biggest amazingness in our smallness? We tend to see small and think it's insignificant, but yet our God, he loves the small because he loves us, right? How good that is. May you be able to take pleasure in that today. God bless you guys. Good to be with you. Next Sunday, we're going to be on Zoom. Again, it's our first Sunday of the month that we meet in the parking lot. That will be in November. We'll pray that it's a warm November day. If not, we'll be burning this firewood on that day, whatever's left here in the parking lot. Okay. Oh, uh, I'm going to spin this around. So, hey, if anybody wants to come up here and say hi to people on Zoom, feel free to come up to my computer. I'm going to spin it because people have been asking to see that. So I'm going to spin it and allow you guys to unmute. Awesome. So feel free to, to mingle, talk. and uh, But, again, keep, keep your social distance, wear your mask, and have a great Sunday. All right, you should be able to unmute yourselves now. You should be able to unmute yourselves now to talk on Zoom. Hello, Dave Lindquist. Good to hear you, see you, my dear brother. Well, thank you. I'm uh, glad to be here, and um, thank you for all the support that you've been giving me during the passing of my wife, and just everyone's been good. We love you. Thank you. I love you, too. That is true. We do love you, Dave. Thank you. You are Dave, a hero. Kinsley. Hi, Kinsley. Good oh, to see so you. exciting to see you. Hey, hey Dave, it's Ken, it's Ken Burt, too, and I just I, yeah. I just feel so bad about it, too, and I just lift you up. and. Thank you, Ken. Yeah. Yep, you're a blessing. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Can you say hi, Kinsley? Aw. <laughs> hi, Kinsley. Do you see the wave? There. Hi. Here they are. Look. Hi. Can you say hi? Hi. <laughs> <laughs>
She didn't know anything. Speaking about children, right? Oh, there's the parking lot. There's a big backhoe back there. Yeah, what's being built back there? That's the youngest one. That's the youngest one. Hi, Kinsley. Say hi. Here you go. You're going to sit right there. <laughs> oh, we got a hi. <laughs> hi, Dan. Hey, hey. hey David. <laughs> hi, Sharon. Hi. How are you doing? Sharon. I'm doing fine. Thank you. We've been praying for you. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone's been wonderful. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to go now. Okay. I oh, I see Sawyer. Hi, Sawyer. Hi. Look, they're saying hi. Do you have on a Superman shirt? Oh, yes. There's a Superman shirt. Yeah. Uh, that's she has a Superman shirt. I'm sitting yeah. here. But I'm sitting here too, sweetie. We've got to make room for all of us. Yeah, there's enough room for us to sit. What are, what that's are, a lot of wiggles there. What are your superpowers? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Having unlimited energy. Yeah. And he likes to dance. Do you want to show him your dance? Oh. Yeah. Do you want to dance? Okay, yeah, I'll get down and dance. <laughs> oh my gosh, is yes. he walking already? Show him your dance. Oh, we're going over there. Oh, where are you going? <laughs> so mess, you go, oh, he's got to get his toy that plays the music. Oh, okay. <laughs> get it? Yeah, there he is. Bring it over here. <laughs> Did you, are you playing it? All right, do your little dance. Come closer. <laughs> the balloon went up. Are you guys gonna dance? Or are you gonna show them how you can climb the balloon? Yeah. Are you gonna dance? No, we're not. Are you dancing? That's a great dance. Come on. There is a balloon over there. Yeah. <laughs> so easily distracted. Yeah. Okay. Gotta go. Love gotta you guys. Go. Say bye. bye. Say bye to Dan and Sharon. Say bye, everybody. We miss you. Hi. We miss you too. Oh, good dances. Oh my goodness. Give them a kiss. Bye bye. Oh, you guys got kisses right on the screen. Yeah. All right. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Close it. Close it up. Good job.